Hey everybody, it's Evangelist Andy here. I want to welcome each and every one of you to the fellowship. I am excited about this episode in particular because I need to set somebody free. (laughs) You need to be set free from the thought that you can't question God. The truth of the matter is, it's not that you can't question God. It's just your attitude when you question God. Um, It's okay to ask God questions. It really is. Whoever told you that you couldn't was wrong. I don't know why they told you that. Maybe God hadn't answered them the way that they wanted him to, but he always answers. He always answers. He always answers. There's nothing too hard for God. No matter how big it is, no matter how small it is, if you just want a good parking spot, when you get to work, you ask God, God, can you make a way that when I get to work, as soon as I pull in, that somebody will be pulling out. Come on here. You can ask God anything. And we're going to talk about it. Many great people in the Bible ask God questions. And those same people got some answers and we're going to look at it and we're going to be set free and you are going to ask God the questions that you've been asking everybody else that you've been asking people who cannot help you that you've been asking who cannot control the situation who have no uh, horse in the race as they say it we are going to be set free we're going to open our mouths and ask God the real questions we need answers to. So I want you to clear your heart, mind, and your spirit and prepare yourself. It's time to dig deep. Asking you to I am ready. 
Um, also, check out my YouTube channel. It's Evangelist Andy. And subscribe. I'll be doing some daily lives on there. And turn your notifications on so that you are able to be up to date with the word that God has given me. Um, we're going to be doing Midnight Miracles on there. And that is a prayer call. Uh, we share some news from around the world. And then we pray because the Bible says that we should watch and pray. So as you watch the news, as you watch your surroundings, and what's going on in your various cities, towns, villages, countries, um, and the globe all together, watch and pray. Pray for the government, uh, teachers, police, essential workers. As things begin to open up, um, there's a lot of places opening up. Um, we need to be covering them in prayer. We ought to stay on the wall. We have to stay on our post. Do you hear me, street disciples? Stay on your post. That's why I'm going, that's why I'm doing this one, um, because we sometimes think and we have been taught that certain things we shouldn't take to God when the Bible tells us to take everything to God, it, even and especially your questions. What sense does it make to have a question and not to seek the answer? What sense does it make to have a question and not to ask it? So we must. We must dispel this doctrine that we can't question God because we can. Many influential people in the Bible, many people that we uphold as uh, pillars of the Bible and prophets and and leaders in the Bible, they ask questions. <laughs> they was always questioning God. <laughs> and so why uh, we feel that we can't is um, an issue. We must keep the lines of communication open with the general of God. Okay. We must keep talking to him. We must nurture our relationship. We must communicate. And as often and as much as we talk to him, we must also be willing to listen for the answer. Um, some of the people that question God, Moses, Mary, Elizabeth, and let us not forget Jesus. Yes, Jesus. He questioned God. But let's start with Moses in the book of Exodus in the third chapter. It's when Moses is at the burning bush and he's having this conversation with God because God has chosen him and he's decided to enlist him and he's speaking with him. He tells him, uh, take your shoes off because this place is holy ground. And then he proceeds to talk to him. And, you know, Moses is just like us. He has questions. What what's so special about me and, and and what should I do? So we're in Exodus 3 and 11 and it reads as follows. And Moses said unto God, who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, certainly I will be with thee. And this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee, when thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. Now, 
Moses asked, who am I? <laughs> what, what did I do so, so amazingly? And God, he answers so, so specifically. He says, I will be with thee. It's to let him know it's not about you, but it's about me. Remember, God told us that he would never leave us nor forsake us. He's saying this even in the Old Testament, though that is written in the new. He said, I will be with thee. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what people say or think you are. All that matters is that God is with you. Moses asked a question. God gave an answer. Here we go. <laughs> now, in verse 13, and Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? Verse 14, and God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am have sent me unto you. Boom. Moses asked a question. <laughs> Who shall I say sent me to, to free these people? To free them. Like, who, 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 whose name can I drop? And God says, I am that I am. <laughs> Moses asked a question. God gave an answer. There is, God's not going to ignore you. Let me say it that way. He's always going to answer. Now, the real question is, are you ready for his answers? Because someone would have thought that God didn't answer Moses when he asked, who am I? And God proceeded to say, talk about himself. Um, but he did answer him. And I like how God, just like Jesus, <laughs> sometimes you ask a question and they ask you a question. And it's so, it's so funny. And so in chapter four, first verse, and Moses answered and said, but behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. For they will say, the Lord hath not appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto him, what is that in thine hand? And he said, a rod. And he said, cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground. And it became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it. And the Lord said unto Moses, put forth thine hand and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand and caught it. And it became a rod in his hand that they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob have appeared unto thee. Listen, that's deep. <laughs> Moses said, they not going to believe me. <laughs> they not even going to listen. And God says, what's in your hand? He he gave he used what Moses already had. Remember, at this point, Moses, after fleeing Egypt, became a shepherd. <laughs> 
in the physical, when God was trying to elevate him as a shepherd in the spiritual. And he he basically, God is showing that he will use whatever you have to the glory of himself, to the glory of God. He said, throw it on the ground. Now pick it up by the tail. Not only will he answer you, but he also gives instructions. Sometimes his answer isn't yes, no, maybe. It's uh, why don't you move over there? Why don't you change jobs? Stop talking to that person. Be friends with that person. Go to this place. Wear this color. Sometimes your answer is in the instructions. And I love God for giving instructions because if we are obedient, there is blessing in the obedience. He said that this will be <laughs> they will believe. I will show the wonders, okay? Don't worry about all of that. That's out of your, your pay grade, Moses. You worried about God things, and I want you to handle man matters, okay? <laughs> oh, goodness. Come on, Holy Spirit. So Moses questioned God, and we know that Moses is a pillar in many religions, in the Jewish community, the book of the Torah is the first five books of the Bible, which Moses wrote. So because Moses asked questions, he got answers and instructions, and he became a father of, of believers, okay? Remember, now, now, in the New Testament, these followers of Moses encountered Jesus and they had some issues <laughs> that later on down the line. <laughs> but even Moses had questions. So it's okay for us to ask the questions, the tough questions, the questions that we really want the answers for, the questions that you've been turning your plate down for, the, the questions that you've been overeating for. Ask God what to do. Ask him what's going on. All right. We done talked about Moses. Let's look at Elizabeth. <laughs> Let's go to Luke right quick. First chapter. Can you hear my pages turning? I love my paper Bible. I encourage all of you to get a paper Bible in your hand. Something about turning these pages and reading the, the words live and and not on the screen because we all over screened about it right about now. Um, okay, so we're in Luke 1. Uh, let's see, where are you, Elizabeth? When, <laughs> when she found out... <laughs> That she was going to have a baby. <laughs> Her question was, and will I have pleasure? <laughs> you might not think that question is significant. But for a 90-year-old woman to have the angel of the Lord come and tell her that she's going to give birth to a man-child... She wants to know how is that going to happen? Or in our terms, where they do that at? Because listen, if my 90-year-old great-grandmother was talking about she was going to have a baby, it would have I'd have had a lot of questions, okay? So Elizabeth asks, 
will I have pleasure? Like, is this baby coming the old fashioned way? Me and my husband are going to know each other. Cause usually that's how the uh, Bible describes uh, sex as in, and they knew each other. When it came to Joseph and, and Mary, they say Joseph knew her not, or she knew no man. That means she hadn't been intimate with a man. She had had sex um, because back in those days, you had to know somebody. <laughs> you ain't know nobody till you married them. Okay. We might need to get back to that because some people got married and still don't know nobody. Lord Jesus, help me. Okay. And Mary is also in, because remember, Elizabeth and Mary were pregnant at the same time. And uh, John the Baptist is three months older than Jesus. Okay. And uh, John the Baptist went forth into the world physically before Jesus being born first. And he went forth in ministry before Jesus. Okay. Cause remember, uh, John was baptizing in the Jordan when Jesus came along and got baptized by him. John was already preaching and teaching and he had disciples. Uh, a couple of John's disciples, when Jesus came along, they went and joined with Jesus. That's just like us today. Some people join one church, follow behind one pastor, and then they go and leave and go to another. It's not that um, we all, well, we all preaching God. So we're still in the kingdom and brothers and sisters in Christ, even though some pastors feel some kind of way when uh, you leave their church and go to somebody else's. And so we have Mary and she's talking with the angel of the Lord, the angel Gabriel. And he comes and he tells her um, that she's found favor with the Lord and that she will bear a son and she'll be blessed among all women. And, and her question was, but how can this be? For I have known no man. If you want to look more in depth and study this, just read the first chapter of Luke. You'll get the story of Elizabeth and Mary, which is the origin of John and Jesus. Okay. So read Luke one and you will see all the questions that the women had. But the key thing that I want us to know is that we can ask God whatever we want and we can ask him however many times we want. Jesus is a perfect example for, of that. Jesus had questions. Jesus questioned God. Though when I was thinking about this, I thought about how Jesus questioned God on the cross. As he was dying, uh, the fourth of his seven last sayings was, Father, no, I'm sorry, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And that's an honest question. It's such an honest, sincere, and human question. Because in 2020, with the pandemic and the death rate and quarantines and shutdowns and isolations, many people felt alone. And it felt like God had forsaken some of them. I, You know me, I trust God. And but others, I understand. 
I understand why you would have questions, but then I don't understand why you wouldn't ask because I I am a knowledge seeker. So if there's anything I don't know, I seek out who can supply that answer. If I have a medical question, I'm going to find me a nurse, a doctor, a CNA, or <laughs> anybody that can answer the question for me. And so Jesus asked because on the cross, he was going through it. He was truly going. The cross was Jesus 2020. How about that? He was going through, there was no relief and he was having some faith issues. And he asked because he felt forsaken. How could Jesus feel forsaken? Look, I could exegete that because at that moment, that's when this, all the sin of the world was uh, upon him. And it is the the wages of sin is death. So it's in that the midst of him carrying the world's sin where he felt the furthest away from God. And that's why he said, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? We have all cried out, God, why is this happening? Why are you doing this? Oh, what have I done to deserve this? Come on, we had some Job moments before 2020. We had some Jesus moments before 2020 where we just felt like, where is God? Okay, and it is okay to ask because if you ask God, where are you? He will answer and say, I am everywhere. And he will answer you. He will answer. Just be ready for his answers. And so Jesus asked that question on the cross. And he also asked a question on the way to the cross. When he was in the garden of Gethsemane, on the way to the transfiguration, he was with the disciples in the garden and he told them to watch and pray as he went and isolated himself and he prayed. Okay. He prayed three times and the prayer that Jesus prayed, the Lord's prayer was, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Jesus himself, the divine, the hypostatic man, uh, the son of God, had a very human moment. He asked, if it be possible, that's the same as if it be in your will, okay? Let this cup pass from me. Take it away. Don't let this happen. Let something else happen. Give me more time. It's the same thing. And he was bold enough, brave enough to ask the question. Remember, he had to ask at this point because he was yet alive. He had not been crucified. He had not died. He had not been buried. And he had not rose with all power in his hand yet. So since he did not possess all power, he had to ask the one who had all power. And just like we do not possess all power, we must ask the one who does have all power. Come on now, open your mouth and ask the question so that you may receive an answer and instructions and so that you may be able to withstand the adversary, that you may be able to withstand the tribulation that you're going through. Just ask. Ask 
and it's, it shall be given unto you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. There's the part that God is going to do because he can do all things. But there is a part that is required of you and I. We must ask in order to receive. We must seek in order to find. We must knock in order for the door to be open. Who goes to a house and stand in front of the door instead of knocking or calling and saying, I'm here and I'm outside? What point is it to get to the door and not be able to walk in? Oh my God, I hear you, Holy Ghost. There's no dumb questions. I want you to know that there's no dumb question. The most powerful question is why. Have you ever been around a toddler And I used to teach in daycare, toddler class, love my toddlers, two and three-year-olds. They all have the same question all the time. And the question is, why? All right, class, we're going to go and we're going to do small group right now. So let's put the toys away. Why? I'm having fun because now we're going to do some more fun, but we're going to be together. It's going to be controlled. But why? So that everybody can learn the same thing. But why? (laughs) I used to be a why kid. So when I became a teacher, I knew I was going to have me some why kids. (laughs) And I love the why because it gets the answer. We tell our children all the time, if you have a question, raise your hand and ask. Well, I'm telling you, children of God, if you have a question, Raise your, open your mouth and ask. There you go. (laughs) Say something. If you are in distress, say you're stranded on an island and you see all these planes flying above. They're big planes and you know there's room in there for you. You have to send out the SOS. Uh, You got to send up a smoke signal, something. Open your mouth. Watch and pray. Pray without ceasing. I'm going to read this parable and then I'm going to let you go. (laughs) If you have any questions, please send me a voice message and I'll answer. Okay. So here it is. We're in Luke 18. And Jesus is talking to the disciples. It's the first through the eighth verse. He says, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint, not to grow weary, not to get tired. Keep going, keep pushing, don't quit. That's what this faint means, okay? It's not pass out, it's just getting tired and weary. And we know that this journey called life and this journey called Christianity as a believer, as a disciple, it gets hard sometimes. It gets, it's uncomfortable at times. Don't get tired. Okay. (laughs) All right. Don't faint. Okay. And verse two saying, there was in a city, a judge, which feared not God, neither regarded man. So this judge didn't care about God or people, but he the one with authority. Oh my. (laughs) Verse three, 
And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. Verse 4, And he would not for a while. So she came all the time, asked all the time, Avenge me from my adversary, over and over again. And he wouldn't do it. He just wouldn't do it. But afterward, he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, Yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. So now the judge is so annoyed that he grants her petition. Okay, She filed a claim. It was denied, denied, denied. She kept filing it. And eventually he did approve it. Okay. This should teach us, myself included, no matter how many times, Jesus asked three times, keep asking, just ask, and then listen for the answer or instructions. That, that's, it's that simple. But you can't get an answer or instructions of what your next step should be if you never ask, if you never open your mouth, if you never open the lines of communication with God. If you just continue to suffer in silence, you will continue to suffer in silence. You have to sound the alarm. You have to. And so goes further. Because Jesus... <laughs> He's so wonderful. He says in verse six, and the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge saith." Verse seven, and shalt not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them. No matter what we have been going through, God has been with us. He's been with us through 2020. He saw 2020 before we saw 2020. We declared a uh, New Year's 2020 that it was going to be our year. And God said, oh, for sure, it's going to be your year. And 2020 was our year. No, despite what you think it was, despite what it felt like, remember all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. We have purpose because he keeps waking us up in the morning. He doesn't have any useless things. When God made everything, he saw it and he said it was good, even down to the creeping things. Now, listen, I don't even like creeping things, but God made them with a purpose. There's a purpose to the bee. We don't like bees, but they pollinate everything. <laughs> There's a purpose to it. You just think about bee stings, but you don't think about the food that you have that the bee has pollinated that allowed us to be able to sustain through food. But there's a purpose for it all. And, and Jesus goes further. Verse eight, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the son of man cometh, shall he find faith on earth? 
though God can do all things, will you believe that he can do all things? We must pray, believe, pray and believe. No matter how long it takes, pray and believe. There are many people who have been praying many things and they are continuing to pray those things and they have not lost the faith. They still believe and they will still trust God, just like Hananiah, Azariah and Mishael or as we know them, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that they stood before the earthly king and declared that they served the one true God and that he had the power to get them out of it. And even if he don't do it, he's still their God. We must communicate with God. Don't let the enemy confuse you and think that your sin is the reason why your prayers aren't answered. It's not that God's not answering, but we're not listening or looking for the answer. He's answering. He's talking. He's communicating. But the question is, are we listening? You have to pray and talk to him. But in meditation, that's when you listened for him. So let this bless you. Don't hold anything back from God. Put everything on the altar, everything, everybody, every worry. If you woke late at night listening to this for some reason, put it on the altar right now and put it in God's hands. Leave it there and let him take care of it. Keep talking to him about it. Keep listening to him about it, but allow him to work it out for you, okay? I love each and every one of you with the love of the Lord. There's no stupid question except for the one that is not answered. Go forth, be great in God, walk in your purpose. I love you with the love of the Lord and check out my YouTube channel. I'll see you all on the next episode.